for me yesterday the most enjoyable game I find to watch wasn't the most high scoring game I did enjoy that uh, Lions Eagles game column but uh, Jesus that that Chargers Raiders game was like a like a heavyweight sort of clash wasn't it Khalil Mack had three sacks Justin Herbert 279 yards three touchdowns his movements was phenomenal uh, and the Chargers get the win and I know we'll talk about what on it well you know what I'll say it now I, I don't want this game on Thursday night to be on this Thursday night can we keep this game for like six weeks please and have the team proper like have both teams ready to go um, I can't I can't wait to be fair it's going to be a great game but the Chargers put a marker down and the Raiders look good on offense as well the AFC West is going to be a, a shooter all year Colin yeah, well, you saw, I think, good and bad from, from both teams. Very good and very bad. Uh, Devante Adams, you know, just looked looked like his old self. But the, the issue is that Derek Carr is, is not Aaron Rodgers. And, and Derek Carr is in a, a division with other incredible QBs. And to me, I suppose the end of the first half um, kind of highlighted maybe the differences in the, the two QBs and ultimately what the difference in the game. Um, the car was trying to throw to, to Waller and he underthrew it. Um, and now whether that was arm strength or, or whether um, he just miscalculated, but the, the Chargers got the ball and two plays later, Herbert throws an absolute incredible ball, just uh, zips it in. Like, and it, it was like he, he wasn't even trying and yet he, he zipped it in and um, the, the Chargers had the, the touchdown and that I suppose is the, the difference. It was a good catch from, from Carter, um, but Herbert just, just put it, put it on him. Um, if, for for the Chargers though they they didn't play you know the four I suppose um, four complete quarters but again it, it's week one uh, Brian's friend uh, was uh, making some interesting uh, decisions uh, once again um, I, but I suppose the Chargers ultimately get an a win in a division game we talked earlier about the other kind of division games how tough division games are um you also saw the fact that both la teams um and obviously the rams overcame it last year to win a super bowl but both of them having to go to silent counts in their home stadium on week one is less than ideal uh, brian the the, the the relationship between Derek Carr and Devontae Adams got off to a decent start. It wasn't strong enough for them to get the win. I I don't know, man. I don't know. Like I'm starting to think it's going to be interesting to watch this game tonight, Brian. In terms of where we can place the Broncos in this division out of the other three teams that have played this weekend already. Um, what was your thoughts on watching the Raiders? Because you you were very, you're, I mean, I'm sure you still remain very high up on them as well. And I guess the, the 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 bad thing for them yesterday is they've lost a divisional game, but they're still another sixteen to claw back. I I felt well, the game came down to quarterbacks. Like you look at the quarterbacks, look, we 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 expected a big high scoring game. Didn't materialize like materialize like that. Like the very Raiders will go away and we say we held the Chargers twenty four points and we don't win the game. If they you know come Friday Saturday. You think that you're going to hold them 24 points, bear in mind how good Herbert is. And they hold Williams to, to make their, arguably their main wide receiver who signed a big contract in the summer for something over 22 to 30 yards, something like that. And he doesn't score a touchdown. He's non existent for large parts of the game. You know, you'd expect them to have enough based on the players that they have offensively. But 
Derek Hart didn't play well yesterday. You're right, he's not at the level of Rogers, but you still expect him, you know, to have enough yesterday, I would have thought, to put numbers up on the Chargers. Um, on the Chargers defence. And you look at stats, look, they look high, but the reality is he didn't do a lot in the first half. And he turned the ball over three times, and some of the decision-making was quite poor. He held on to the ball for me too long in the pocket, but he could have got it away and him just taking an incomplete pass. And the interception in particular down when he tried to get Renfro when he was double coverage was madness. Herbert just made the right decision at the right time. And then still... With, with three minutes 38 to go in the game, they're down by five, having, not, having gone for the two points, which again was a disaster because the Chargers were penalised. They got up to the one-yard line for a two-point conversion. They got penalised and go back five yards. and like That was that in itself was a disaster. So the end of five points down as opposed to getting it within a field goal. Get the ball with three and a half to go to win the game. I mean, I'm probably certainly probably told, we have the ball last week. The likelihood we will win the game. Jim, it didn't happen for them. Uh, look, there's a lot of bigger games to go. They've got a divisional game out of the way. It hasn't gone their way, but like they will now expect other teams in the division to take each other off as the weeks go on. Like we're going to see this week, one of them is going to be back to one on one, whether it's the Chiefs or the Chargers come to, come Thursday Friday morning. So they'll they'll hope to rebound this weekend. Can't wait to talk about that. I feel like we'd almost need to start showing Wednesday night this week to give through that fully. Maybe we will. Who knows? Watch this space. We probably won't. Um. Column the, the the big thing for me because we were talking about the impact of Jesse Jackson on on Friday's broadcast and he wasn't available, but you seen someone like Bryce Callahan make that uh, big interception. I think it was in the fourth quarter uh, to sort of turn the game almost. It does seem to me that the Chargers, if you compare them, I know it's been one game, but if you if you compare the situation in terms of where they are now to where they were last year. Those key additions in the offseason, I think, are going to make the X factor down the stretch because if you have Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa combining for four and a half sacks yesterday against this Raiders team, what could they do against Mahomes on Thursday night? I mean, it's going to be it's going to be box office TV, isn't it? And here, fair play to Amazon because nobody realizes this in, in Ireland and the UK. If you're watching this game on Sky on Thursday night, we're all going to be ahead of the US ones watching it like by a minute, so we're going to see everyone first and be tweeting everyone first, but. Uh, can't wait. I think I think that's a game to stay up for uh, a game to stay up for in first and I call isn't it? Yeah, no, it should be wonderfully entertaining. The only thing you'd say, I suppose, is the the Chargers issue has been around consistency, right? The Chargers have shown over the past couple of years they can beat anyone. They are not the, the Broncos against the, the Chiefs. They've beaten the Chiefs. They've come from behind to to beat the Chiefs at times. But their issue has been um that over the, the course of the season, teams have figured out a weakness that they've had last year. You could run all over them. They just couldn't stop the, the run. So it's the consistency and, I suppose, keeping players fit that has been um, an issue for them. Their roster is unbelievable if they can stay healthy. Um, but if they're going into Thursday, obviously, without JC Jackson, that becomes a, an, another issue. When you have two pass rushers of the, the caliber of Mac and Bosa, that's going to make life difficult for everyone. Um, but, you know, they, 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 we know that the Raiders, one of their biggest issues is the O-line. The Chiefs O-line should pr- provide a, a sterner test, uh, you would have to, to say. so. But it, it has the makings of a classic. And there are two sides who are not afraid to go for it. Brian, do you want to give away your pick now for Thursday night, or do you want to wait? No, I'll give it a few days. Thanks, Michael. Look forward to that. Uh, that's that's the biggest game of the year on Thursday night this week. Bring it on! It's going to be a late night. Uh, can Michael survive 
on another night of flea or sleep find out tonight uh okay um it's time to talk about this uh fred actually commented about about ronaldo and comparing him to the way that roger stropped yesterday um Column Vikings 23-7 victors over the Packers. I didn't think it would be close. And I think it shows last night that there are considerable issues in, in Green Bay. Especially, on the in my opinion, on the wide receiver core. And the weapons that Aaron Rodgers has available to him. When Aaron Andrews comes out and says that uh, Aaron Rodgers describes Devante Adams as his safety net. That's concerning. But also... Anyone, anybody outside of this broadcast I've spoken to, they're all like, "Oh, well, the Packers will be grand next week." I because they're playing the Bears, but I'm I'm thinking like four or five months down the stretch, not even like three months down the stretch when he gets to the playoffs, they're not they're not going to win with this team, are they? I, I maybe I'm losing my mind here, but Aaron Rodgers yesterday was not completing passes to what he could do previously, and I think to sit here and say that oh well he hasn't got Devante Adams he hasn't got you know, like it's a bit of a cop out when you've got like Romeo Dives Christian Watson you've got you know Aaron Jones you can hand it off to I, I just think it's I think it's ridiculous and I think I personally I think Minnesota the combination of that hybrid Rams offense with Phillips and O'Connell and Justin Jefferson played them off the park and it could have been a cricket score if they wanted it to be personally what do you think well, look, the, the Packers have been here before. This time last year, they were absolutely awful uh, against the, the Saints. Um, I, There were some bad drops yesterday, you know. I mean, there, that one particularly, I think, was Watson let it through his hands and he was wide open. So, look, it, it can take time for um, wide receivers to, especially that offensive game plan to come in. Yesterday, they were second best all over the field. And Rodgers didn't help him stuff like that stupid thing where he tried to body check um, his former teammate and, and like he he was like um a baby gazelle trying to get back up off the the ground you know the the vikings took advantage of the fact that the packers played zone and and they just lined um, Jefferson up kind of all over the place. They used a huge number of crossing routes, which caused all sorts of confusion for the Packers. Now, again, the, the Packers will respond. You would expect them to to get better. I'm I don't think you you overreact to it, but I expected the Vikings to be really good. I think that there was the culture there last year was all wrong i think we we really saw it become a toxic place that changed under kevin o'connell there'll be much tougher tests to, to come but to start your i suppose head coaching career off with a thumping victory against your biggest rivals in your home stadium with your star player um you know having a kind of a randy moss-esque game is is about as, as good as it gets but there is a long season to to go i i you know i'd like to see the the vikes um make the playoffs we talked to kevin o'connell seems very smart let's see what happens brian you thought the vikings were going to lose the game but more so kirk cousins did kirk cousins do anything for you yesterday to think he may have improved his consistency or he might work better in this offense. Genuine question. Was there anything you seen from the Vikings yesterday where you thought hmm, they have a chance at this division? I thought their pass rush. Sorry, I know I know it's I know it's a core question, core cousins related question. I'll come back to it. We didn't touch on how 
erratic the Packers offensive line was with Darius Smith and Hunter were all were dominant throughout the course of the game. You know, they got the Rodgers a number of times and it'll go down as more the fact that the Packers offense was inconsistent because of the wide receivers and there's some bad drops, but throughout the game Rodgers had very little time. And even when he did get out of pocket, he was you know, he was quickly if it wasn't it was a secondary um, a linebacker coming in or a safety coming up. He just didn't get the time. Um, I w- another part which hasn't really been recognised today, it hasn't been called out that much, is this, the score is very reflective of how the game was, which says it was, it was quite a dominant win for, for the Vikings. But at 7-0, there's a goal line stand on the one-yard line by, by this Vikings defence. And if that goes in, I'm not saying it would have changed the game in terms of the score line, it, it, but it, it could have been a bit of a shift, and you wouldn't know. But um, yeah, Rodgers came out after the game and said these receivers, and he, in fairness, he wasn't as... Forceful as he was previously, he just he was a bit more actually. I was, I was a bit more encouraged by how he how he dealt with it after the game because he got pillared with questions around how these wide receivers just didn't step up to the mark. But he said, "Look, we've been here before. Some of them will learn. Some of them will get better." From a Viking standpoint, I think as the years go on, we're starting to realize how good a pair Jefferson Jefferson is. Like two touchdowns, 150 yards in in the first half, and look, he's up there in terms of the top five, top six receivers in the in the league. But I still feel in general consensus he's not at the top level. But what we saw from yesterday was. A player that on his day he can't be covered. Colin's right, he touched, he goes on. But we've seen where teams have stuck on him and had him fall across the field and it still doesn't work because he's so explosive. Cousins got a lot of time yesterday, I felt. Um, offensive lines did really well for him. But again, this is the thing we've always discussed with Kirk Cousins. He'll play really well one week. You think you're going, he's going the right direction. The following week, he'll he'll have a clangor. Like to go into Philly on Monday Night Football next week. So it'll be interesting to see how he, how he manages that game because. Opening day win for the Eagles, week two at home on a Monday night, the crowd will be will be well up for it and it'll be interesting to see how he manages that game as opposed to a home game yesterday against the Packers team that were inconsistent. Indeedy, indeedy. Uh, that is the end of this segment. I feel like we could sit here and talk for the Vikings for ages, but we've got a, a broadcast outside Tottenham uh, in three weeks and we'll hopefully talk a bit more about the Vikings then. A lot of Vikings fans in Ireland and the UK, I'd say, very excited about that last night. But, uh, Packers have got the Bears next week, so an all NFC North matchup and the division shaping up to be something good. I mean, I know um I'll probably talk about the Eagles Lions in a bit. Who knows what's going on with the Lions as well? It's all trending in the right direction. That is the end of this segment. If you want to listen to any of our segments on the podcast, please do so. Please like, share, subscribe, please give us a review. It really, really, really means a lot. Thank you. <laughs>